Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Leadership Shop Podcast. I'm James, your guide and the keeper of leadership tidbits selected just for you. Give this one a try. Make the tough or unpopular decision when necessary. One of the adaptive leaders' most challenging leadership dilemmas comes with this strategy. He takes everyone's ideas and points of view into consideration, gets input from those who are familiar with the problem or issue, and consults with people who may have special interest in the outcome or an important perspective. A high level of consensus develops from these activities and it is clear what most people think he should do. He then struggles with the decision, processes it through the filter of his experience and judgment, and makes the one decision that no one expected or can support. Even more exasperating for others is his inability to give them an explanation for his decision that they can understand or accept. They think that he is wrong believe that he has made things worse, and feel betrayed. They are unhappy and now are less trusting of anything he says or does. He is just going to do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't care what we think or feel. When he talks with us, he is just going through the motions. He is out of control and it does not matter what we say or do. There is no point in talking with him about anything. He won't listen to anyone. Does he thus take the easy alternative and simply accept the advice and guidance others have provided, go with their preferred decision? If he does, few will second guess or find fault however things turn out. Additionally, he avoids the unpleasant need to deal with the I told you so chorus if the consequences of his decision are not what he expects. If he goes with his decision and things work out well, he may or may not get the credit. If things are worse, he gets the blame, whether his decision had anything to do with it or not. Had he done what they advised, things would be fine now. It is a damned if you do and damned if you don't dilemma, for sure. This dilemma is at the heart of adaptive leadership. When should a leader defer to the collective wisdom of others and when should he go with his personal best judgment, given what he knows at the time? His solution is fairly simple, as it turns out. He always goes with the collective wisdom of others unless he believes very strongly that they are wrong. It is not enough to believe that he is right. He has to also believe that they are wrong. Having made that decision, He may still go with the collective wisdom if he believes that the consequences will not be excessively problematic or can be reversed, if necessary. They might be right, and even if they are not, their empowerment entitles them to their turn at bat, so to speak. On those few occasions when he believes he is right and others are wrong and that the consequences of going with their recommendations would be very negative and not reversible, the leader does what he has to do. He has only one responsible choice. He can handle people's being unhappy or upset with him at times. He cannot accept his failing to do what he knows needs to be done, 
even more to the point, he could not accept his failing to lead. A leader leads, and if he caves in when the heat gets turned up, it is time for him to pass the torch along to a more legitimate leader. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Thank you Mr. President. Attend to the details without getting bogged down in them. The devil is in the details. That is the only point here. What can be missed is the fact that this devil is particularly devilish. Every situation, set of circumstances, problem, or issue has its broad brush look and feel. From that perspective, it takes on its special definition. Given that definition, one leader draws on his insight and experience and takes appropriate action. He does not need the details to know what to do. In fact, he is so oriented to managing people and processes at this level that he quickly becomes impatient with those who insist on providing far more detail than he wants or needs. Other leaders take a different approach. They want and need every detail, no matter how trivial. They believe that the more information they have, the better will be their choices and decisions. These leaders see themselves as thoughtful and thorough. Leaders whose style is not as detail-oriented are, they think, impulsive and inclined to shoot from the hip. Here is the underlying problem. No matter how much detailed information leaders have, there is most always more information that could be made available, if they are patient enough. They are also things they cannot know and details that will not be forthcoming no matter how patient they are. It is normally possible to know more and impossible to know everything. Leaders always act based on partial information. The challenge is knowing when to act and when to wait on more detail. With it not enough, information tends to go down in proportion to the potential unwanted consequences of the decision or choice. The more potential there is for bad outcomes, the less well informed the leader is likely to be. In these situations, some leaders tend to act too quickly and others tend to get bogged down in the details and postpone action indefinitely. If you are apt to act too quickly, slow down and assimilate more detail. If instead, you are apt to obsess over the details, take a deep breath and act. Either way, you may want to use a special technique of adaptive leadership. Set a specific, future time to decide. This forces you to consider more detail and to get more input. It also forces a closure to input and an end point for attending to detail. When the time comes to decide, you decide. When the bell rings, jump on that bull and hope you can hang on. Give people clear, frequent, and accurate feedback. This unusually complex strategy starts with being as quick to tell people what they have done right as you are to tell them what they have done wrong. That does not sound difficult, does it? What if the order is reversed, though? Be as quick to tell people what they have done wrong as you are to tell them what they have done right. Now it sounds odd. It seems like equal attention needs to be given to both what's right and what's wrong. That is exactly the point. 
It is not necessary to go into a lot of detail about leaders who only relate to team members in terms of problems and things they have done wrong. They also point fingers and know that every problem is someone else's fault. Their major activity is finding someone, anyone, to criticize or blame. You are also well aware of leaders who appropriately point out problems but seldom point out good work. It is not unusual to see the compliment slash criticism balance favoring criticism. The adaptive leader certainly attends carefully to keeping the balance in balance. Finding and keeping the balance is based on taking it for granted that people are trying to do a good job. They do not intentionally screw things up, make mistakes, or perform below their abilities. Even more, most everyone on the team consciously and intentionally gives that little extra that moves good work into the excellent category. Their commitment to excellence is a major reason why they are on the team, and excellence is what you get from them, the first time, on time, every time. Here is the rub. With highly successful teams, the expectation is that team members perform at the excellent level every time, no exceptions, no excuses. People are extraordinarily good at what they do. With teams like this, compliments and praise are plentiful and lavish. Even when people are not being complimented directly, they receive indirect compliments and praise from customers and others in the external environment. They are among the best and they know it. It helps to attend to direct praise and acknowledgement of superior performance, but this is merely an extra quality touch in an already self-reinforcing environment. If a team is not doing well, compliments and praise will not, by themselves, help much. If it is doing well, additional praise and compliments will not add much to its success. The real issue here is criticism. Of course, the adaptive leader praises publicly and only criticizes in private. He also is very careful to assure that his criticism is an exact fit with the problem or issue, not overdoing it or underdoing it. Criticism, no matter how well it is managed, introduces a negative element into a fast-moving, stressful environment where people are already on edge and pushing themselves to their limits. The effect is that the person who is criticized and those who are coincidentally in the immediate environment become apprehensive and less productive, at least for the moment. The point is that criticism is always temporarily counterproductive. For this reason, the adaptive leader is quick to praise but very cautious when criticizing anyone, for any reason. Clear, accurate, and frequent feedback is certainly important. The adaptive leader knows, as well, that providing constructive and effective criticism is the most delicate area of the Feedback Balancing Act. If this feedback is inappropriate or excessive, the person will overreact or withdraw, and the outcome is often worse than the original problem. If criticism is not forthcoming when it is appropriate, or is not focused enough, the problem or issue persists and likely will get worse. Getting criticism right is critical for any leader and an essential ingredient of a high-performance team. As if the challenge of getting criticism right were not enough by itself, 
there is an additional dimension that further complicates the matter. The standards increase. Yesterday's acceptable performance levels are under continuous review and may not be acceptable today. Team members who have performed adequately in the past may have that same quality of work criticized and judged unacceptable today. They find that they have shifted from valued team members to people who are marginal performers. At a minimum, the bar is constantly being raised and higher levels of performance are expected. The unavoidable but possible result is that a member has to leave the team. If this happens, other members then become anxious about whether they might be next. Because of this anxiety, any criticism must be managed very carefully and judiciously. The major implication of all of this is that an adaptive leader must be a very good teacher. Further, all incidents or situations that could potentially lead to criticism must be redefined as teaching opportunities. Good leaders never criticize. It is just too dangerous. Instead, they know how and when to teach and are careful to never miss a teaching opportunity. The key here is in understanding the nature of the teaching opportunities. The most common prompt for these types of teaching opportunities stems from an inadequacy in work or work performance. The team member is just not up to today's expected level in one or more areas. Dealing with this is fairly easy. Simply sit with the team member to discuss the inadequacies and to develop a mutually agreed on plan for correcting them. This may mean more training, more attention to detail, connecting with a mentor, or anything else that will get the valued team member from here to there. Set specific dates for activities, for evaluation of progress, as well as for having the deficiency corrected. As you can see, it is simply another application of the adaptive leader's usual problem-solving strategy. The more serious challenge comes when the team member either cannot or will not do what is expected or continues unacceptable behavior after having been warned. First, there must not be any delay. It is unfair to the member to put off confronting the issue. Further, avoiding doing what needs done gives the member the impression that there is no problem. Do today's business today even if it is uncomfortable or potentially unpleasant. If you need additional incentive, the task will become even more uncomfortable and unpleasant if you postpone it until tomorrow. When you do confront the issue, say, my problem is. Be quite specific. You either will not or cannot do what I expect. If you can't, we will talk about that. If you will not, there is nothing to discuss further. You cannot remain on the team. Is it can't or won't? If the team member feels capable, develop a plan to correct the problem. If the member feels incapable, reassign the team member to other responsibilities, if possible. If the member has to leave the team, make the arrangements to do that, giving as much consideration to the individual's needs and circumstances as you can. You are still dealing with a valued person, even though team membership is terminated. People in this situation are entitled to the same level of humanity and respectful treatment as they received while they were being recruited for the team. 
the adaptive leadership excellence basics still apply every day, every time, with everyone, no exceptions, no excuses.